And we know too, sometimes we get too busy for our own spirituality, just like we get too busy for our physical mental health, because it is one of those categories, like we said, you have to put time into it. You have to put um, intention into it. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith-Austin here. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Happy still August. <laughs> we are flying through August. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to July, but nonetheless, we were just talking earlier and you pointed out nine more days of August. Yes, yes. You know what you said was happy still August. When I heard the word still, to me, it implied that it was dragging along the word still, but it sounds like you're saying it's flying away. It's here. It's still going. August, still time to work on our wellness. Yes, yes. These last few weeks, we've come to you with some info about mental wellness. And we really do hope that you've taken those things to heart and put them into practice for yourself because we know mental wellness you know, what's here as a man thinking, so is he. And then the following week, we came back with some physical wellness, teaching you about movement, about eating, about sleeping and breathing, those key things we need for longevity, for energy to really experience life. And this week, Misty, we're going to do a combo because I think each week we specialize. This week is a combo. We're going to talk about spiritual wellness. And we know that in this world today, a lot of people say, you know what? You don't combine church and state. You don't combine, you know, religion and business. But guess what? It's our show and we're going off the cuff. <laughs> we're going to talk about something that matters. Um, and I hopefully to you all. And if it doesn't, feel free to turn it off. But today, that's what we're talking about. Spiritual wellness. So Misty, tell us, how, what, what are we talking about? What is this thing all about? I love that. I used to tell the kids, if you don't define yourself, others will. And um, you had just eloquently said, if you don't stand for something, you'll stand for everything. Yeah. If you don't so, stand for something, you'll fall for everything. You'll fall for everything. Right. Like you really have to kind of take a look at your personal values, beliefs. And one of my favorite topics, your meaning, the meaning of your life. And I know sometimes that can get scary but I think it could also be very um, empowering and exciting. And two of our favorite topics are passion and purpose. So aligning some of this passion and purpose with our spirituality, but also just like physical and just like mental, you have to be ready to invest time in it. You have a spiritual battery too, and that starts to drain, especially um, in today's world, where if you turn on the TV or the radio for a few minutes, you're gonna be over inundated with all the stuff going on, social media, same thing. So it really is important to stay on top of your spiritual well-being. What does spiritual well-being mean to you, Kimberly? Well, you know, it's a lot of things, you know, and when you think about it, I think before I go into what it means to me, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what the world or what people see. There's a huge discussion, religion, spiritual. 
you know, religion, a lot of people identify that as organized religion. Maybe you're Christian, maybe you're Jewish, maybe you're Catholic, maybe you're Buddhist or all these different things. But, you know, when it comes to spiritual wellness, as you said, it's about defining who you are or your creator defining who you are. What's that personal meaning that attaches to that and how you live your life, how you live your life? Because a lot of times our lives and things that we do, the businesses that we uh, choose, how we affiliate with people are all goes aligned with how we view ourselves and what we believe. And so when I think of spiritual wellness, those are the things I think about, you know, having hope, having connection, having that purpose. And I'll tell you, for me, growing up on the South side of Chicago, you know, in a household where there was spirituality, my dad was a huge Bible reader, Bible thumper. He did not go to organized church. My grandmother was growing up in the church. My uh, mother grew up in the church, but as they got older, I noticed my mother started looking around. She started off as Baptist. I remember a point in time when we went to the Catholic church and I remember kneeling and standing. I remember that very clearly. And now mom's here with me. She's back in a, I, I call it a Christian church, right? And so when I think about spirituality, for me, it is my being. It is my heartbeat. It is the thing that drives me, that motivates me. I start my morning every single day reading to see what the message is for the day, to see what my purpose is and how I can live my faith out and be an example to the world. I That's love really, that. I, it's a lot. I know it's a lot. <laughs> but I think you made a great point because sometimes people, um, sometimes their organized religion, something happens in it. Um, and it um, takes them away from organized religion. And unfortunately, sometimes that means it takes them away from spirituality where the two don't have to be the same, but yet one can help increase the other one. I know a lot of amazing people who love their religion, who um, really go on a Sunday or Saturday, depending on what their day is and give to the church and give to the people and it, it fills their cup and they're um, during the week. It's not just a one day event. It's not a Sunday. I'm here at church and the rest of the week. I'm all judgy and um, a jerk to others. But it really is um, kind of a gas station, if you will, where they're popping in um, and connecting with the word. And then the rest of the week, um, it's not forgotten about. There's different things that they're doing in connection. I love the church when it comes to a community where you're able to plug into it throughout the week. And that community is also plugging into their community and where they're helping out. And I think that could align with different people's beings of where they're at. And sometimes um, what we've seen in the work I do in mental health is if you're not aligned and we say higher power um, due to the laws, but here I'm going to say God because we don't have laws, but in the sense of you're not aligned with your God or the God that you have defined um, that that's a lot of times is no hope. And when we see no hope, we see drugs, we see um, people wanting to die, we see um, a lot of bad things. Because I think once you lose hope in something, especially yourself, it's, um, it's a very lonely place to be. And we know too, sometimes we get too busy for our own spirituality, just like we get too busy for our physical and mental health, because it is one of those categories, like we said, you have to put time into it. You have to put um, intention into it. 
And I love that, Kimberly, because you do an amazing job of not only connecting in the morning, but also helping others connect, sending out apps or in a lot of, if you go back and listen to, or if you've already been listening all along, in a lot of our podcasts, you're going to hear um, quotes, examples from the Bible in the sense of how it applies to today. And one of my favorite things when it comes to spirituality is Joel Olstein. Um, I love when I get in a vehicle because then I have that radio for a while. Cause I don't always just keep it. It comes free for like six months. And so he has a whole channel. And sometimes when I'm driving, I love just plugging in because his view of it, no matter what's going on, it always plugs back into God and plugging back into some lesson and everything is laid out in purpose and coming through, um, where it is. Oh my gosh. Yes. There might be some distress, but that distress always leads to something better. So I really love that point of view of being able to plug into things yeah. and not always looking for the doom and gloom, but understanding sometimes a struggle makes you better. I love that. I love that. And what I heard you say, and I didn't quite hear your stands on spiritual wellness, but I did. But let me say this, what I heard, and I agree, I'm sure most of you will agree that spiritual is always personal. We want you to know that we are not here to convince you to go left or go right. We want you to do, we're going to, I'm going to use the words, do you boo. <laughs> and I say that because it is very personal. And when you think about it, the need for spiritual wellness, I find that it's often downplayed in society because people put things like uh, emotional or physical or social wellness on top. But when you think about wellness, being well-rounded and being ready for the world the day, you have to have all of these components, spiritual being one of them. Because again, that hope, the belonging, the purpose is what comes here. So when we talk about this, think about where you are. How do you align? What is that driving force inside of you and how it allows you to choose things, do things, live out your life, practice your business? Because we have to have morals, right? In our business, we have integrity. Those things are centered, in my opinion, around spiritual practices. You're doing things integrity. If you have no spirituality, then who cares, <laughs> right? And so thinking about that. So when you think about spiritual wellness, it's really, again, looking at what is your purpose in life and achieving uh, mindful on the impact of the rest of the world. You know, contemplating your purpose, helping you stay in touch with your potential. This is one thing that we talk about here all the time. Your ability to, number one, create your ability to number two, affect change, but also to proliferate good things in the world, like compassion, like love, like peace. Guys, you can't do that unless there's a moral compass inside of you, which I believe is driven by spiritual wellness, right? And when you think about one of the things I said is achieving greater mindfulness, it's absolutely necessary for you to figure out who you are and where you fit into this global economy, the community, and the world overall. And I say it all the time, all the time, no man is an island, no man stands alone. So we know the importance of community, which means you have significance, you have value, you're important, not only to yourself, obviously, and to the family, but to others, friends, peers, neighbors, the people you serve, you matter. And so that spiritual wellness is just something to keep you grounded, keep you connected. 
I love that. I was watching a video about intentions and actions aligned with morals and values. So it has a guy waking up and walking down and this water is pouring, but it's next to a plant that's dying. So he moves the plant over. Um, he helps someone else move their cart. And then he gives a little bit of money to a mom and a daughter who are begging on the side of the street. And then it starts over again the next day. And so the thing was, um, he may never be a billionaire, but his routines are going to make a difference in the world. And then it fast forward, he's doing the same routine, same routine. And then like a year later, the plant that he moved over is now huge and um, offering life to other things like butterflies are coming and different oh, um, things. So good. The guy that he helped move the cart now every day waits for him. And then they have some sort of union where they talk and he helps himself for a little bit. And then he goes to go give a little bit more money to the mom and the daughter, but the daughter's gone. And the mom points over and she's running over in a school uniform because wow. she now could afford um, education, whereas before she couldn't, she had to, to stay with the mom to make money. So it was that what is your spiritual routine is what it really reminded me of, not just your physical or your mental. We talked about that, like, how do you wake up? But really in that sense of you are so connected to everything that you do. And if you have that um, intention of where you are consistently doing the things that are aligned with you morally or with your integrity or with your purpose that that's when we see flow yeah. and uh, another great thing I love about that and just being in mental health is happiness is when your chemicals are hitting really well and people like the even it says the American dream search for happiness the thing about happiness is we're always searching and it'll come and it'll go and it'll come and it'll go because it's a chemicals but what doesn't come and go is joy yes I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but joy is a sense of being happy is an emotion. So it really is that and you can't really reach joy and having that connection um, unless you're I love the words vibrating in an energy level at such a amazing, um, sometimes contagious sort of energy. And we've all know people like that like just loving to be around them because of their vibrance and yeah. their, their aura. I think we're talking about that today, but with that, that aura of, of who they are all the time. Yes, that's it. And you know, the beautiful thing, and I, I say this all the time, the world or the ground could be crumbling underneath my feet, but somehow, somehow, and Misty, you know this, cause you've been with me during some tough times. I still have joy. And I, I always say, you know what? No one can take it away because only one gave it to me. And so when you bring on joy, let me tell you, I was just in a study last week about joy versus happiness. And since you brought it up, can I talk a little bit about get it? In, get in, get in here. Super <laughs> amazing. First of all, recognizing that joy is a choice. Mm. It's a choice, guys. We're not forced to, we get to engage with God or your creator, your maker, number one. But let me say this, joy can produce happiness. Happiness cannot produce joy. So when we think about living that life, that is something interesting because happiness is fleeting. It's here one minute and gone the next. You know, aren't we're emotional. We're on this roller coaster. But joy is something that is eternal. And I'll tell you, the only person in my world, in my world, speaking personal, God brings that joy to my life. You know, and when I think about this, another thing, happiness is external, whereas joy is internal. Yes. Right? 
And that's a huge piece when we think about this. I think joy is something that, as I mentioned, lasts forever. And I know on Thursday when we were talking about it at Bible study, uh, it was pastor, a male pastor. He was sharing, it's a women's Bible study, but it was a male talking about how Paul, if you know anything about Paul, he was in prison and Paul was in jail, but he was on the phone and he was like, hey, y'all, what's up? He was excited, not because he was in jail, but he knew his purpose. He could have joy despite him circumstances. So when you think about true joy, you know, it's being in a position where you're able to still live out life and recognizing the true sense of it. So I get excited about that. Go ahead, Misty. So it's watching uh, uh, videos and it was uh, a few years ago in one of the, it was a tornado town where it destroyed everything. And this little old lady is standing in front of rubble, not even a house, it's just rubble, you know, and she's distraught and she's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm, I'm still here. And all of a sudden someone's all like, what is that? And out of the corner of your eye, you could see something moving and it was her dog and her dog had survived the storm and had come out of the rubble. Right. And this lady is crying and she's like, I had one prayer. And that was that my dog would be okay. And she started to cry and thank God. And it was, that's joy when you look and there's nothing left of her home. There's nothing left of her life, her car. Like everything is just rubble, 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 rubble. Not even, you can even tell it was a house right. um, around the neighborhood. But when that dog popped out and it was her um, testimonial was, I had one prayer and it was not material. It was right. not, please make, make sure right. my insurance was good, right? It was li literally, I hope my dog's okay. And that dog popped out. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of joy is that um, connection with the things like the non-material things, but the relationships and the people and the, and the animals and the moments, but getting to have more mindfulness in those and but not you know taking what, away from those. You know what I heard is I heard joy before that dog showed back up. She was grateful. She had that. Now the dog exemplified that joy level. It took her to the next level, like, oh my goodness. But she was thankful to be alive. She was still feeling like, wow, it's a blessing. Unfortunately, you know, all of this has crumbled. But when the dog came, oh, it yeah. took her to a whole next level. So that, that is truly powerful. Wow, wow, wow. So let's talk about when we think about spiritual and we think about people and where you are right now, maybe in your business, in your life, maybe let's look at some signs of spiritual distress, some things that'll kind of let you know if you're on course or off course based on where you are. One of the ones that we know is loss of direction, mm. right? And that goes back to the whole hope. When you feel like, I, I don't know which way to turn, what's my source? Am I going left? Am I going right? Am I going up or down? Misty, real quick, you talked about having routines and I'm going to call it, you know, spiritual disciplines, which is what I call that morning routine for me is I get up each morning before I even get out of the bed and I began reading and I read and I pray and I spend some time in meditation. That's a ritual for me. That's what gives me direction. And I don't know if you all heard me say that at the, at the beginning, I read and read and see what my guide, like what my guide is for the day. So I know what am I doing? So if you're feeling a little bit off or feeling lost, being able to have a resource like the Bible or whatever your, your the book is, or maybe a devotional or something to keep you inspired to give you that hope is going to be really critical for you on the journey. 
I just want to add to that too. Having joy and having your spiritual doesn't mean you don't have the other emotions, like you don't have bad days or you don't have sadness or things don't hurt. What it really is though, is that it's not a fearful, bitter, uh, like self-destructive, even in your language sort of thing. Like it's that, yes, I, and you said roller coaster. I like that, like the ebbs and flows of life, but I'm able to take the goods and the bads without it being extremes. And that's so important to really look at that, uh, how you view the world. Yeah, that's and consistently how you consistently view the world. I, yeah, there's sometimes I wake up and stub the toe and things are going right. And uh, I think yesterday I cut my toe, something else happened. And I'm like, I'm going to go lay back in bed and come out on the other side of it. You know, they said like, woke up on the wrong side of the bed and maybe just roll back over and wake up on the other side. Right. But I wasn't, um, oh, poor me, worst day ever. This is dumb. I can't believe life and my purpose sucks in life. But it really was that, oh man, I have some crazy moments. Um, What do I do with it? So the rest of the day isn't one crazy thing after the next. That's right. You know, I heard yesterday on the radio, um, a guy was saying our youth, he created some new youth program and he says our youth today have a lot uh, that they live on, but not a lot to live for. Mm. And I love that because it was basically saying they got everything at their disposal, the internet technology, but a lot of them have lost hope, hopelessness, helplessness. And that's why today we see, you know, suicide rate at such a high, high number. We see, you know, a lot of drugs and alcohol addiction increasing because people feel hopeless. They feel helpless. And when you recognize that, that's probably an indication that your spiritual wellness is not in line. And so that's why we want to really encourage you to really look at that and see how you can make some shifts, right? Mm -hmm. Other things that may be signs of distress, maybe withdrawal from friends and family, maybe some self-destructive language. You find yourself saying things that are just contrary to who you are and what you leave. Fear, fearlessness, or excuse me, fearfulness is the word I'm trying to say. And maybe just angry at the higher power, angry at God. And we know that happens, especially at a time of loss or something goes in the opposite direction. But guys, we're here to tell you, you can improve that. You can make changes. There is something bigger, something better there waiting for you. So we're going to wrap it up and start talking about some tips. Our three action items, three things that we think you can do. We may expand on four or five, but three is our core to help you improve your spiritual wellness. Why don't you kick it off, Misty? So one of the things that uh, people might find funny for us is quiet time, but finding some solitude and really having that time to, what do you always say? Think about what you're thinking about. That's right. (laughs) So it's easy to get lost in the day um, and the busyness and always this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. So that's important to be intentional about when do you take that quiet time? Is it in the morning before everyone's awake? Is it during the day? Um, Is it at night or is it all of it? I know some people take quiet time throughout the day and it is very much being intentional about where you're going to put in those moments. Now, the quiet time isn't the exhale like, oh, God, what a day sort of thing. But the quiet time really just is that taking that time and really connecting with who am I? What am I doing? What is my purpose? Where can I get better? Um, a lot of want to add to some of the quiet time is um, journaling and really reflecting on your thoughts, not just having your thoughts, but reflecting on them. Some thoughts are good. 
Some thoughts are just thoughts. They happen. But really deciding between the two so that you're utilizing that. We talked about alignment before you move on to next action. Yeah, you know, I wanted to add to that when you said quiet time and I call it protected time which includes some quiet time, but it's also other things. The thing I thought about is a great book to read is the 4 a.m. club. And it's really encouraging people to wake up early. If you find that you are taxed with time, whether it's your family or other commitments that you have, and you can't get up early or you can't get stuff done, you can't set aside some time for that quiet time, get up a little bit early. That's what I love in my household. I get up before everyone all the time every day. And I have that quiet time to do really whatever I want. And I like to start it with that spiritual time for me, because it really does make a difference in my day. Remember, an empty cup can't pour friends. So you've got to pour into yourself first, so that you can then serve the people that you've been entrusted to the people that you love, and you can serve them with patience, with compassion and care because you're not stressed out because you didn't have time for you. So be sure to make that time and do it with purpose. The other thing we have is really talking about, find out what you believe. And I think this is really important because a lot of times we believe what our parents believe or what they force down our throats, what society (laughs) says is important, what really matters. We're at a time in our life, whether you're, 20, 30, 50, 70, 90, really determine what you believe. Because I find that people who are doing things out of alignment with what's inside of their heart, it creates destruction. It it creates just havoc in their system. So it's super, super important. Determine your values. You know, what's important to you? What's your tolerance level? What what do you want to defend and stand for? Remember. You got to stand for something or you'll fall for everything. Is love important above all things? What is that thing for you? Defining your values, giving a framework to live by and revisit it from time to time to see if it's changed. Because here's the truth. As we grow and evolve, things evolve and change. Absolutely. So be prepared for that. Anything to add to that, Missy? Find some quiet time. And during that quiet time would be a great time to reflect on and start to define what it is you believe, who it is you are. I love that because sometimes we could believe things, but then also we know things in the sense of who we are, which ties into our third one, which brings us to our alignment, being true to yourself. Once you've taken that time and you've defined yourself, then it's sticking in alignment with yourself. And it's funny because we'll do that in business. We say all the time, you have a vision and mission. If something new comes in, take some time to think if it aligns with your overall vision and mission. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't belong in your business. And that's one way uh, super achievers protect their business by not letting everything seep in, but by really going through a test of, is this going to move my business forward through the vision and mission I have? So it's the same thing with true to yourself. Is this something that is going to help me in my life connected to my morals? And I think the craziest thing is, and I've seen it more and more in the last few months, as soon as you decide something and you align with it, you will be tested. Yes. The craziest part is the universe, God is saying like, oh, you really want 
of this, let me just double check. And people who are on fire when it comes to their dreams and purpose and living amazingly in alignment, they too are almost extra tested just to make sure what it is they're saying is what it is that they truly want. And so I think sometimes too, if you're not strong in that area, you could easily be knocked off with the tests that are going to come when you truly align yourself with who it is you are and your purpose. Yes, I love that. I love that. That test is there. And here, I said this before in a previous show, these tests come not to break you, but to make you. So when you're living authentically in yourself, you can offer the world something amazing. You know, you honor your true self. You're stronger, even in adversity. You know, you're a better leader. You're a better companion. You reap the benefits of being able to walk forth in conscious. I'm going to give a small segment about how you encounter people in your business. Because guess what? You're going to have opportunities to approach people. People are going to approach you about serving, working, uh, buying your product and service. And I have found over the years that (laughs) when people don't align with my vision, I feel it in my spirit. And we have to be brave enough as entrepreneurs, executives, emerging leaders to say, you know what, Mm, this just isn't the right mix for me. And you may have to walk away from business, 50, 100, a million dollar contract because it doesn't align with you and being true to yourself. And yes, it's painful, but guess what? It's necessary because what I found is that when I stick with that deal, that contract, and it's there on the other side of what I believe, it costs me so much more so much more. So today, guys, it's all about that spiritual wellness. We want to challenge you. Like we said, make sure you find some quiet time. Number two, find out what you really believe. And number three, be true to yourself. Your spirit matters and it's time to feed it so that you can live well. And as we say on every single show, remember, there's something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Inspire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.